Welcome to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with your host, Angela Jones. Presented by Brighter Day Law, listen to the stories of the people who make Colorado Springs a great place to live and make our world better every day. We want to give back to those who give so much to us. Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday and you're um, visiting with A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood and your host, Angela Jones, sponsored by Brighter Day Law. Today we have Christine Dyer um, here with us, one of our Colorado Springs neighbors. She is actually um, an entrepreneur with multiple businesses, but um, is working with Embellished Butterfly and Positively Panache right now is her focus. And so we're so happy to have you here, Christine. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. I know when you stepped in, we talked a little bit earlier today, when you stepped in, you Mm -hmm. said this was your second speaking engagement of the day. So I'm excited to hear about a little bit more about the first. You um, were talking about mindset, you said, on another podcast. Oh, yes. Well, as, as part of the networking and getting out there and meeting the community, I've had the privilege of participating in, in a couple of different mindset uh, mastermind programs. Mm. And um, there is a, an entrepreneur here, Dr. Garrett Goggins, and he, he is the mindset engineer. Nice. And so we've collaborated on a, on a couple of different programs, and he wanted me to come talk to his audience on his podcast today. So I had that privilege of talking about that. Oh, that's cool. What was the main focus, like your your theme he invited me to talk about my story and how i transitioned from all the experiences and education from the past bringing it fast forward to the creative business i have now um some of the tools that i have utilized in the last couple years it really has been a transformational journey for me in the last two years where i've i've experienced exponential growth both with relationships um just my own journey and and how i navigate and approach business and also creating that attraction marketing where I don't feel like I'm chasing butterflies. I feel like right. I'm planting the garden and, you know, that I'm attracting the arrows to me and the butterflies, if you will. So it's, right. it's, been a, it's been a real shift in just learning to trust the process, trust my strengths, reframe obstacles and, and stories that held me back in the past. Right. And, and really, it really is intuitive and it's, it's a lot of mindset. That's interesting. Yeah. So it, it, even when you said butterfly, when I think of butterfly, I think about transformation. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get to the embellished butterfly part later. Yeah, it's all intermingled. <laughs> I know. I, I figured I'm starting to sense this theme. Yeah. But I think you and I were talking um, um, earlier, you know, we had our we had our, our virtual coffee mm-hmm. um, earlier. Uh, and you were mentioning about having had like a physical transformation and helping other people mm-hmm. with physical transformation. Right. Um, and I know that's very, very mindset related mm-hmm. most of the time. So do, would you mind sharing more about that? Sure. Well, well, um, as when, when you look at the big picture and, and, and the whole life, we talk about different pillars mm. that are important, you know, whether it's spiritual, relationship, family, um, physical, business, um, and there's a couple others in there. And so early in my entrepreneur journey before this creative part of my journey, I was online. I just had an online business. I was selling and they were there were products that really didn't mean much to me, but I, but the, the brands and the name sold themselves. Right. So I didn't have to market. I didn't, I didn't have to get out there and network. Right. Didn't didn't appreciate that. And so a couple of years into it, I realized I was becoming isolated by not being out in the community, by not having a, other adult interaction. Um, my, my kids were teenagers at the time. Mm. And um, 
I, I joined a gym. I used to do aerobics, you know, back in the 80s. I thought right. that was a lot of fun. Here I am giving away my age now. So you didn't have teenagers back in the 80s? Because I'm sitting here looking. No, 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 I'm no, sitting no. here looking uh-uh, at you, no. and I'm like, wait just a <laughs> no, second. <laughs> no, well, I mean, well, well, well let, let's kind of back back up before we fast forward. Um, I was never um, I was never athletic growing up. I was mm. never in sports. Um, none of that. You know, my mother, you know, she was a nurse, and that was her specialty. And so anyway, um, you know, I, I joined a gym just because I enjoyed enjoyed the energy of aerobics right so that got shelved for a few years after you know raising some kids and in my third year of being an entrepreneur i decided to join a gym where i fell in love with a class it was called body jam um so it was was a high energy kind of a hip hoppy like a lot of bass and it was a dance style class dance fitness class and it was it was kind of interesting because I was I felt like I was too old to go to the clubs and enjoy that scene, but right. I enjoyed the music and the dancing. So yeah. that class was a segue into me finding something about fitness that I really loved and enjoyed, which inspired me to go ahead and get trained as a group fitness instructor, wow. which segued into other modalities of fitness like Zumba, um, Aqua Fitness, Cycle, Strength Training, that kind of thing, um, and also earned my personal trainer certification, which kind of married the two. When you right, can walk right. the walk, talk the talk, and you, you can speak the language and also apply the why you do something mm-hmm. to just not just the how like or when you when you instruct or coach someone, you know, do this when you when you understand the why behind it. Right. And you can convey that that helps that understanding and that adherence. Yeah. And absolutely when, when, you, when you're trying to help someone reach, you know, a milestone in, in their fitness. Um so I've, I continue to be a fitness instructor even since the, gosh, what are we talking now, late 90s. Well, and I will tell yeah. you, like I said, I'm sitting here with you. Mm-hmm. And for you to say, you know, I was I was never athletic. I mean, that's interesting. Like those stories, like you're mm-hmm. saying, those stories that we tell ourselves. And right. sometimes, I mean, because I, if you had asked me, I would say, well, you're definitely athletic. You look <laughs> athletic. I mean, and you are now. But that did take the, I'm thinking, you know, as well as training your body, mm-hmm. just a retraining yourself relative to the narrative right that you tell yourself right well and where i am now i have a unique perspective because i can relate to both generations older and younger than me Mm -hmm. um when Mm -hmm. when and a lot of times when people go to the gym especially if they're first timers or they're just not used to investing them in themselves that way Mm -hmm. a lot of people are intimidated right and where a lot of my background comes from and where I've been successful in helping people is to meet people where they are. Right. You know, to throw away the judgments. It's like there's no judgment. What happened in the past, the past years, you just, let's just forget that. Let's right. focus on what right. you can do today. Right. Let me meet, meet you where you are. Let's help you find something that you are passionate and, and love about just movement. Mm-hmm. A lot of people make it harder than what it really is. Like people think you have to go to the boot camps or the CrossFit and work out 90 minutes a day every single day. It's like, no, it really doesn't have to be that hard. Well, and I mean, you done gone to meddling with me, girl. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, um, I'm just I just have a very um, natural, nurturing approach to helping people navigate through what that looks like. Especially, I just mentioned the perspective of right. working with even the senior, senior demographic. Like right. I, I even teach silver sneakers. So, I mean, oh, I'm pretty well balanced where fitness comes in. I just, I don't instruct yoga. I taught yoga like a general stretching, right. but um, 
But there's so many modalities, and there truly is something for everyone, even if it's just walking outside and being in nature, mm-hmm. getting that oxygen to your brain. You know, we're, we're humans. We're meant to move our bodies. Right. And there's so many things that decline as we get older. You know, people think of fitness as, oh, how strong you are, how fast you can run, how much weight you can lift, whatever. And it's like, no, but there's coordination, there's balance, there's agility. Flexibility. Um, flexibility. There's mm-hmm. resilience. Mm-hmm. When, when you have an injury or an illness, how quickly you rebound right. and can recover. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and I, and I like to use an analogy, um, just being the objective observer, sitting on the stage and watching people come into my classroom. Right. Um, you know, you have a choice. Do you want to be the 75-year-old who can barely lift their feet or shuffle and can barely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do the movements and follow through um, simple things that we take for granted? today right. or do you want to be the 75 to 80 year old person who is all excited telling telling all the other classmates she's so excited that she's signed up for pole dancing classes right right that's who i want to be right that's, that's the fun that's the energy and and the enthusiasm and when we take care of our bodies in that simplest way we're sort of guaranteeing the ability to continue doing that later on right. in life so that's a platform that I show up and, and serve the community right. that really is an aside or a different facet of who I am yeah. aside from my businesses. Absolutely. Well, and you know what's really um, fascinating to me? Like, because you brought up the pole dancing, I've always been just astounded at the the physical strength mm-hmm. that it takes to do that type of a thing. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, it's that, you know, I mean, I think it's mainly your own body weight, but like holding the way you have to hold yourself up. So yeah, that would be something else too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a 50 some year old and couldn't make it through one of those types of classes right now. So that's some kind of goal to, to be able to be in your seventies, eighties, mm-hmm. being able to do those types of things. That's well, in, super in full cool. honesty and disclosure, I, had just recently finished up a package. I purchased a package. I, and I like yeah. to call it full pole fitness. I think okay. a lot of people okay. have, they have a, attached attachment, yes, yeah. or a stereotype mm-hmm. of what right. that looks like. Mm-hmm. And when you go into that setting and, and you realize how difficult and how much upper body strength oh, yeah. and core strength is required. And of course, it's just like anything else. It's awkward and clunky the first few times you do it. And with persistence and patience yeah. and just um, the practice, the repetition, it, it does get a little easier. <laughs> um, and yet, when, when I look at fitness, and we talked about the other, all the different facets of fitness mm-hmm. and the, the, agi- the agility, the strength, and I also talk about combining masculine, masculine and feminine energies, mm. because I've actually, for the last year and a half, been doing mm-hmm. a lot of strength training classes. Right. That, that's what I've been doing on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I've lost a little bit of that um, three-dimensional flow, the feminine side. Mm. So for me, it's kind of the balance, putting it together. Gotcha. Um, and it's, it's been fun. I don't, I'm not sure how much longer I want to continue with it, but it's uh, definitely stretched my boundaries. Right, absolutely. So, and, and I kind of have a rule. It's like I'll try anything once, twice if I like it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. It's like because even when you were saying about the aerobics, I mean, for, for me, like, uh, you know, a kid of the 80s mm-hmm. or what have you, I think, you know, the, the Olivia Newton-John, yeah, Jane, <laughs> Fonda. Know, Jane Fonda, mm-hmm. the yeah. Jane Fonda workout. Yep, That's when yep. you had the VCR tapes. And the leg warmers, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we've come a long way, baby. Huh? For sure. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you're listening to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood um, with your host, Angela Jones. And today we're talking with uh, Christine of the Embellished Butterfly. So so how exactly um, did you transition from, you know, I know you did the online 
you did the online mm-hmm. stuff and you started to kind of get into the fitness um, aspect, but how has that transitioned into what you're doing today? I know you said more in the, into the creative that you've been doing the past couple of years. Right. Um, well, I had done the, you know, the eBay and Amazon thing for about, I don't know, eight years and it served a purpose. Mm-hmm. It was a means to mm-hmm. an end, um, but it did, it didn't really drive me or give me a sense of passion or purpose. Um, and so I, I don't know, sitting in my car, li- listening to something, some kind of music that I love. Anyway, it, ju- it just occurred to me. It's like, you know what? There's creatives in the world. There's musicians. There's ar- they're artists. They take right. their, their self-expression of what they love to do, and they make a living out of putting it out there for the world to appreciate. Right. Right. right? And so there's there, with creativity, there's something for everyone. So when I was, you know, weaning off the, you know, the, the prior business model, I decided I wanted to take it a more creative route, and I actually sat on that for about six years. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, my husband and I moved three times in six years. You know, you had to start over, and it's interesting that I actually thought of the name of the company six years before I launched it. Right. So I mean, I had it in my mind. Nobody had purchased the domain. Right. It's like that—that that was meant for me to have. Right. That name, and of course, embellished butterfly. You know, has multiple connotations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the metaphor of the butterfly and just kind of unfolding and. Um, they live on this earth a very short time, but they mm-hmm. bring beauty wherever they go. Right. And embellished is, well, I mean, there's the sparkle element right. to it, but just right, taking right. something ordinary and making it extraordinary. Yeah. But when I but when I was leaning into it, I, w- I thought I had to invent something totally unique and different, mm. uh, create something that nobody had ever done before. And I and I realized that well, if I waited, then I probably wouldn't do anything. Right. Um, so I took my love of sparkle, which is uh, part of my young adult story from from many years prior and decided well um and then also knowing about myself i do a great job of showing up for other people mm-hmm. when it comes to creativity i won't sit still and, and create for myself mm. out of love i want to be expressing it and giving it forward like have someone in mind i'm creating this for someone else right, right. it's about them and not right. about me right um and so that's when i decided well i'll take this simple business model I will create customized and personalized beautiful objects mm-hmm. intended for them to give as gifts, or maybe it's something to help them to promote their business, so they can mm-hmm. they can shower their clients with gifts. So, right. taking a model that I love, taking the sparkle, and, and you know, sparkle is not for everybody, um, and that's been part of the journey is figuring out who my perfect clientele base right. is. And so I started out with that. And yet, knowing that I wanted to scale my business, doing one-ofs here and there wasn't going to allow me the flexibility or the financial ability to scale. And so I knew that I also wanted to have a team, a production team here to support, you know, some small business in, in our community. Right. And so with that model, it's like, well, I need to change the way I market and start looking at more corporate and retail. Right. And so when I when I was able to do that, um, the Broadmoor Hotel was my very first retail client, and they still are. Nice. So for me, it, it was it was very um, humbling, and yet I was so appreciative of the affirmation of the trust that the Broadmoor placed in me and the integrity and the quality of the products. Right. And then also it gives me an ability to showcase. And when I'm talking to other people, like, you know, the products are durable, they're beautiful, they're long lasting. You know, if the broad, if it's good enough for the Broadmoor, yeah. you know, I should be able to, you know, go and market that to other four and five star hotels and, and beyond. And then, Everybody knows what happened, you know, in 2020. Yeah, um, the COVID. The, co- the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
you know, what the trajectory I was going on, I just had to kind of shovel a little bit. Right. And when you're when you're marketing or you're putting your business out there, you you know, we're told, well, what is your customer's pain point? You know, what what are, what are people mm-hmm. needing? And I was very quick to discern that people were craving connectivity. They were disconnected mm-hmm. from friends and family. And how can I make that better? Right. And we had talked about that. This is really cool. Yes. This is really cool yes. what you decided to do. Right. So in the midst of the pandemic. So I had all this inventory because mm-hmm. I was already you know, ramped up, ready to you know go forward with my business and, and then nothing. So fortunately, I had already been doing a lot of networking. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our networking had already gone virtual and had already create create a lot of great relationships and i thought well what if i take this business model and knowing that what i do is teachable and reproducible let me put a kit together let me mail it to ladies and let's get online and let me have a a creative couple hours and show them how to do what i do right and then they have the satisfaction number one it's engaging the brain because it's creative um it's a different way to use zoom technology rather than being all business-minded right yeah Or, or you know um, educational and it's it's just a very engaging and watching the women it's almost like a Brady Bunch box right they're, yeah. they're they're talking to each other you know I'm opening up the floor asking open-ended questions getting women to intermingle and talk and, and right. learn more about their about themselves and they're watching their, their progress you know right. they'll hold up their project and they'll be showing each other an ooh and an ah and, and then they have that satisfaction of having completed it themselves yeah and all i did was facilitate that right, right? i gave them a, i gave them the, the raw product and walked them through how to finish yeah. it. And it and it's a great memory for them that's cool yeah. so some friends of ours um when we when everything first started you know first shut down that was like last April timeframe, mm-hmm. um, we would, we've always done game nights, you know, like couples game nights right. and trivia nights and board mm-hmm. games and things like that. So we started doing them, you know, it was like the happy hour slash game night, but we started doing those via Zoom, mm-hmm. you know, and so Absolutely. it's sort of picking that up and running with it. And I, I think um, you had sort of described um, what you're doing in terms of the um, embellishment parties is kind of kind of like painting with a twist exactly. type of a deal. Yes, so it's similar, very similar, kind of similar right thing. And is it just for ladies? No, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, um, we did a we did a private. You know, we'll do public and private parties. And mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine, she's actually getting ready to enter the Mrs. Colorado pageant. Oh, she's Miss, she's Mrs. Parker right now. Oh wow! And so she 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 bought a, a collection of I don't know six or seven, and she wanted to make them all for Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. So she had her, her daughter on one side and her husband on the other side. And then the three of them together, we were on Zoom, obviously. Right. And um, so, so yeah, she had her, hus- her she had her hubby help her make her a couple of those. Okay. Yes. So describe what you're talking about, because we're kind of like, you, you know, you haven't really talked about what it is that people are doing yeah, in yeah. these projects. Um, well, or what it is you even have at the Broadmoor. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the most basic, and, and I call it the, the Sparkle Workshop 101, is basically we, we take the, the double insulated stainless steel cup. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of ladies call it a wine cup because that's mm-hmm. what they put in it. The tumbler. The tumbler, yes. But, you know, they're hot and cold, so you can put whatever you want. It doesn't right. have to be adult beverage. Um, and then I put together the, the kit. Um, you know, they get to choose their color. Right. Um, we'll put together the kit if they're doing a monogram. You know, the, the right amount of crystals with the stencil, with the tools, everything. Um, I've anticipated any potential problems and included everything in that kit, right? Right, right. So they don't have to do anything. Um, and just, just mail it to the doorstep. They open it up and all everything they need to complete their project is right there in a box. Right, right. And then we just 
you know, the, the first thing that we do, which is to me the most fun, is I have them play with their sparkle. Like they spread it out, they, right. they, they sort them by size, you know, flat side down, and then I show them, show them the application process and just to, to be very neat, methodical, and so they don't have a lot of messy cleanup because, mm-hmm. you know, we do use glue, um, just to show them how easy it can be. And it's exactly the same process I use when mm-hmm. I'm creating, when I, when I send a gift out to someone else or even to the Broadmoor. Right. And so um, so that's your and I've seen one like you. Uh, the one that, that caught my eye was the Denver Broncos diehard fan here. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> the Denver Broncos, even mm-hmm. though I'm not a Colorado native. Right. I um, when we first moved to Colorado, um, we were moving to Colorado. Tim Tebow, who had come from Florida yeah. to play with the Denver Broncos. And so I'm a Florida gal mm-hmm. and grew up right outside of Gainesville. And he was born in Jacksonville, where I was born. So it was like my Jacksonville, Florida. I was born in Jacksonville. (laughs) So, you know, he's our hometown boy. And then um, I went to law school at the University of Tennessee. And so I was in law school while Peyton Manning was there in undergrad. Mm -hmm. And so um, um, Tim Tebow was with the Broncos. And then as we were transitioning from Germany to here, my husband was stationed um, in Germany and we got stationed here. That's when it was announced that Peyton was coming. So you can imagine, because mm-hmm. um, the only other teams I had to really follow before that were the Titans, which they're done, they've done better, or the Jaguars. And I'm just going to let it. Yeah, it's a fun. It's fun to go to those games <laughs> for reasons other than yeah, <laughs> they're winning sure. ball games. Yeah. So um, it's a it was a good time. So that's so neat. We so you were born in Jacksonville. I was born Florida. in Jacksonville. Yeah, small world. That's neat. Was your were your parents military or? Uh, no, like um, I, honestly, I was only child. I never knew my father. Oh wow! So my mother was a nurse. Went to my Miami Dade College, and yeah. then moved up to Jacksonville and so I lived there the first six and a half years of my life wow neat um, mm-hmm. do you remember where she if she was she in a hospital at a hospital there in Miami or? no 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 in in, in Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. well I know I was born in Baptist okay my sister was okay my sister was born in Baptist that's <laughs> yeah. so funny I was born I was born in St. Vincent's so I just yeah. wondered about that I think she worked at the Methodist Hospital oh neat from what I remember yeah that's so small world yeah. and I know you and, said and you're asking me to recall I memories know. from like how hey, many decades I, ago <laughs> hey everything's open game here <laughs> right <laughs> so um, well that is awesome that's so neat mm-hmm. to learn that yeah, you can't take the Florida out of the girl <laughs> No, well, I've always said, you know, you can take the uh, you can take the girl out of the trailer park, but yeah, it's, but you can't take the trailer park out of the girl. Right. And my my aunt always cracks up. Um, yeah. She's you're so silly oh, yeah. saying stuff like that. But um, now I know you said that you and your husband moved three times mm-hmm. in five years, right? Was that yeah, five years? Six, that, six or seven? Six yeah, seven yeah, years? Yeah, yeah give or well, take. and you're but you're not military, mm-hmm. so you guys were just moving i mean but a lot of folks are kind of tr- transition mm-hmm. in the springs they're they've moved here from a, some other place so they're moving on you know not too long from now so you that really resonates with you and the saga continues and it and, <laughs> and the beat goes on yeah yeah for sure but that's really interesting about that resilience piece because um i heard might have been you know uh, just a couple days ago um it actually i think it was my daughter's graduation the superintendent of d20 was mentioning that you know resilience is really about elasticity Mm -hmm. you know it's that ability to kind of be stretched and not necessarily spring back like exactly like before Mm -hmm. but you know that ability to adapt to pivot to to move on and move forward and how resilient um that the that the kids, um, this this 2021 graduating class, um, 
you know, how resilient that they had learned to become because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really fascinating and and amazing that you know you were headed in you know one direction with your business and then you pivoted to come alongside people because that's what i heard you say that like that's that's really your heart mm -hmm. is to you know use your talents and interest and the things you're really great at to come alongside mm -hmm. people and help them you know kind of you know uh, discover their creativity or to bloom mm -hmm. you know what i mean Absolutely. I, and i think that's amazing so that's really cool so tell me a little bit more about the panache the panache part. yes yes um so we we talked about um the zoom world we were living in right, last right, year right. so um in addition to e-women which is an international um, women's networking group i also belong to another one called Pucket Up powerhouse okay and, among some others and the reason that i feel compelled to commingle with those groups is because the business model really is global instead right. of just very regionalized. Okay, okay. Um, and, you know, working on you know, making connections and relationships mm -hmm. way beyond the confines of just Colorado Springs. And, right. I have, and I have friends and family, obviously, in Virginia, Everywhere. Oregon, yeah. you know, all the places I've lived. Right. Putting myself out there in this journey and meeting all these amazing people, um, I learned very quickly that there's a ton of creative entrepreneurs mm. out there mm -hmm. um and so my 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 purpose and, and, and i'm still navigating what that is is like how do i create impact right and, and we know that people respond to how you make them feel right and so coming from a place of service and in my background and and how i can serve going forward is like how can i help these other creative entrepreneurs how can I create a, a product for savvy consumers who want to support local, who mm -hmm. want to be environmentally conscientious, and also want to give back to different communities and nonprofits? Right. And so, positively panache, it's an alliteration, which is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the way I show up and have branded myself in the culture of the business is everything is going to be positive, inspirational, Absolutely. empowering. Mm -hmm. And um, panache is just a fun word. It's an elevated yeah. An elevated sense of, of style and swagger. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not swag. very wide. Swag. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a widely used word. Right. And nobody else is using it. So yeah. it's like, this is great. And um, so anyway, the the, the business model that is, is still under construction, it's a brand mm. new business entity, mm -hmm. is going to be a collaboration of pulling in all these other creative entrepreneurs, putting together a gifting online solution, making it easy for the consumer to go online, it's like, oh, yay, I'm supporting all these great things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, pre-curated, elevated sense of style and mm -hmm. gifting, not mm -hmm. just going on Amazon and pushing a button. Right. Um, and not against third world countries, knowing that we're supporting U.S.-based businesses, right, right. which is so much more important now post-COVID. Yeah, yeah. And people, people it, appreciate that. And this is a like a business to consumer, like B2C versus a B2B. It, or is it more of a business to business? It could be B2B and B2C. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Something for everyone. It could be a one-off, like an occasion gift. Yeah. And not just for women. Something for gentlemen. Sure. Kids, whatever. Animal lovers. Are you familiar with giftology? Is yes. that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this is tied mm -hmm. in to giftology. Yes. But it's all it's all creative. It's all hand, okay. handmade. Right. Right. And right. So every, every creative that I've talked to about this project is in love with the idea. Yeah. Because they know it, it really is about them. And... For me as a marketer, to to bring them together, and, and I love to use the analogy of I'm, I'm the band director. See, I was a band right. geek. I was in the color guard. Oh, so so I'm the drum major, right? Okay. So imagine you have a football field and it's halftime show. The drum major leads 
the whole the whole um, band onto the field. You've got all the different um, sections, you know, waiting at attention, whatever. And the drum major standing on the podium does a salute, does a flourish to the audience. Hands go up in the air. And as soon as that first note is played, all eyes are then on the band, wow. not really on the drum major. Right. So all I am is facilitating and coordinating all these multiple systems working together to create this beautiful experience. That's super cool. For everyone. Well, Christine, we are getting close on time. So I want to see if you might be willing to come back, um, not in the not too distant future, to talk more about Positively Panache, because I'm intrigued. Okay. I'd really like to learn a lot more about sure, that. Absolutely. Um, in the little bit of time we have left today, is mm-hmm. there a way that, or can you share some information on on how our listeners might, you know, um, take a look at some of the things that you have through the embellished butterfly or mm-hmm. get in touch with you for more information sure um well the easiest way for for everything all the connections all the social media outlets is just to go to my website and that is embellishedbutterfly.com okay so don't forget the ed between embellished it's okay past, it's like it's past tense so um and uh thankfully as far as my google searches go i'm pretty high up on the google search too Very so nice. if you if you google it you'll see it it'll take you to the website and all the all the social media channels and you could always pop into a shop at the broadmoor i assume yeah too, it's at the signature shop for sure all right yeah. awesome yeah well thank you so much for being here with us thank today you. and we'll uh, look forward to visiting again here in in the very near future awesome i appreciate it thank right. you Brighter Day Law are an experienced and qualified team of divorce and family law attorneys. Their aim is to help you get through that emotional and challenging time of divorce and other family disputes. The mission of Brighter Day Law is to compassionately help families resolve their disputes with personalized legal representation while keeping the best interest of the entire family at heart. Their attorneys handle all kinds of family law cases, including child custody, divorce, high asset divorce, mediation, and alimony. Brighter Day Law, compassionate counsel in dark and stressful times, 225-4493 or at brighterdaylaw.com. This has been A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood, presented by Brighter Day Law. Heard every Sunday at 11 a.m. on KPPF, 98.5 FM, 1040 AM, and 95.7 FM. Listen to the companion podcast on Podbean.